Welcome to Life Center Church. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about this podcast and our church, visit lifecenternyc.com. Healing trauma is the most joyous thing I've ever known in my life. I've never known more joy in all my life than to meet people who carry horrible trauma, carry PTSD, ministering to, I've ministered over a thousand military veterans, uh, another thousand first responders, and to see them set free is the most joyous thing that you can imagine. So I just, uh, I'm so grateful, grateful to be back with family again. You guys really feel like family. This feels like home here. And I'm just so grateful for all that God is doing in your midst. So it's a wonderful day. Now let's, would you, would you pray with me? And when I pray, keep your eyes open. Okay, let's not do the religious thing where we close our eyes and bow our heads. By the way, you can search the Bible. It never says you have to do that to pray. So I like to pray with my eyes open. So Holy Spirit, I thank you for the healing angels that you've already signed in this room. I thank you for the abundant grace that is empowering presence that's here right now in Jesus' name. Under the authority of pastors Bill and Tammy, in the name of Jesus, I cancel and I sever every assignment of the powers of darkness that have been assigned to people in this room to torment them, to to, uh, specifically address the spirit of suicide that has been lying to some people in this room. I cancel and I sever every spirit of occult and witchcraft in Jesus' name, and specifically the spirit of death, the spirit of dread, the spirit of hopelessness in Jesus' name. We cancel every assignment here right now. You will not distract what's going to happen here by the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. And Holy Spirit, just come and put your fire on my weak words. In Jesus' name I pray. And all God's people said? Amen. 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 So uh, for those of you, how many of you have never heard me before? Would you raise your hand? No, we got a lot of new folks. Yeah, it's great to see you. So my main job, I, I was a pastor for 35 years. I knew uh, your pastor, Richard Monaco. We met together 15 years ago when he came to my home city of Peoria, Illinois, as an International House of Prayer student. He was part of teams that we would bring in every year to Peoria to help set a house of prayer in Peoria. So he's an amazing man. How many of you love... Pastor Richard, anybody? So I pastored for 35 years, and then my friend Randy Clark asked me if I would come and help direct his education programs at Global Awakening. So I'm the director of Global School of Supernatural Ministry in Mechanicsburg, and it is joy. I just had my 12th year. I mean, it's been 12 years since I've been there, which is incredible. And then uh, this other thing that the Lord uh, dropped on me that wasn't even on my radar, and that is praying for people with post-traumatic stress disorder and trauma. And it happened in November of 2012 where I prayed for a military veteran who was uh, retired for five years uh, but was suffering from chronic nerve pain. He was suicidal. He couldn't sleep at night. He, he had night sweats. Uh, He had panic and anxiety. He and his wife couldn't sleep together because he would literally have a flashback and be like in hand-to-hand combat and injure his wife. And uh, I really didn't know how to pray for the guy. Uh, Guys, how many of you know that the Holy Spirit will assign you to things that you don't know how to do it? 
because he doesn't want you leaning into your strengths or your knowledge. He wants you to receive what he has for you. And so I received steps how to pray for this man. And the long story short, I, I prayed for him about 10 minutes, and he got completely healed of all of his trauma, all of his PTSD. He woke up the next morning after sleeping eight hours for the first time in five years, and his bed was completely dry. He woke up every, before that, he woke up every morning in a puddle of his own sweat. And that next morning he woke up, his bed completely dry. So this began a journey for me of learning about how God's heart is really to heal all trauma. And whether you've been diagnosed, diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder or whether you just carry unhealed trauma, let me say to you, PTSD is not just for veterans. It's not just for first responders. You can have it. You can, you can be carrying it for most of your life. Now, here's the thing. Many of us have known trauma throughout our entire lives, starting in our childhood. And the reality is that most of us have seen that as a normal, we think, we don't call it trauma, we call it our life. Who can relate to this? And so you have come to believe the lie that trauma is, or, or just going through really difficult things all the time, is just a part of who you are, and this is what life is. But when you come to a realization of what Jesus came and died for so that you can live in not just in heaven but here on earth and you begin to realize that wait a minute there is an abundant life that is still available for me and I don't have to live I don't have to be defined by the trauma that has been a part of my life from the time that I was a child how many of you understand what I just said so over the past 12 years I've had the privilege of training over 20,000 people in nine different countries and 36 states here in America. We have over 30,000 verified testimonies of people who have been healed of all kinds of trauma, uh, satanic ritual abuse and PTSD military, PTSD first responder, uh, all sorts of things. The, the shirt that I'm wearing today is from Rwanda. I went with a team to Rwanda last August and ministered actually with the blessing of the Cardinal of the Catholic Church in Rwanda. We did two conferences with over 7,000 people in it, helping that, the, that nation come out of their trauma from the genocide that took place. In 1994, where over 800,000 people were killed by their own countrymen uh, over politics. I uh, have to understand something. At the time, Rwanda was considered 75% Christian. So what you had was Christians killing Christians over politics. We went in there and saw amazing healing and restoration. They're actually going to take our materials and teach it in the Catholic seminaries in Rwanda. And I am going back to Rwanda in 2024 and do uh, another conference. This last March, I went to Ukraine with a team for 14 days, uh, had, to, had to fly into Krakow, Poland, and then drive into Ukraine. And we were in Kiev, and we were in Dnipro. Uh, Dnipro is about 90 minutes from, 90 miles from the front, and had the privilege of 
I, I think it was like close to eight or 9,000 people in two different conferences, training primarily pastors, counselors, leaders, chaplains, both in compassion fatigue as well as trauma ministry. Uh, by the way, let me say this to you. Ukraine is going to con con complete the journey towards freedom. They are going to be free in Jesus' name. Let me say this as well. There is a harvest of souls that's happening in Ukraine like the world has never seen. One church has seen over 25,000 people come to Jesus Christ since the war began. Somebody shout, will you? Isn't that amazing? In the midst of a war zone. And so I really believe that the billion soul harvest that we've heard about is happening and beginning right now in Ukraine, and it's going to spread throughout all of Europe, that the refugees that actually went left Ukraine and went to Europe, those that are still remaining in other countries are going to be a spark of the gospel of Jesus Christ to go throughout all of Europe, and you're going to see a harvest of souls in Europe like we've never seen. Somebody praise God, will you? <clears throat> So I, I have good news for you today, and that is, um, Tammy, you didn't read my scripture, so I'm going to go for it again. In Isaiah chapter 53, she started in the last service with an amazing scripture out of Isaiah 53. I'm going to go turn that, I'm going to read it again, because Tammy did such a great job that I won't be able to actually quote her, but I'm going to just go here. Here we go. In Isaiah 53, talking about the suffering servant who is Jesus, he says, he was despised and forsaken of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And like one from whom men hide their face, he was despised and we did not esteem him. Surely our griefs himself bore and our sorrows he carried. Yet we ourselves esteemed him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was pierced through for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The chastening for our well-being fell upon him. And by his scourging, we are healed. Many times you've heard uh, it quoted, by his stripes we are healed, or by his wounds we are healed. And many times we think, well, that refers to the cross. Well, actually, it doesn't refer to the cross. The New American Standard that I just read from, translation, speaks specifically of his scourging. And what that verse refers to is what happened to Jesus after he was turned over to the Roman soldiers. And as a man, he was stripped naked in front of other men. He was tied to a whipping post. And they took an instrument of torture called a flagellum that was, had straps with bits of bone and stone at the end of it. And they beat him with that uh, flagellum 39 times. The reason why they wouldn't do 40 times was because they believed that 40 times he would die. So they took him to the very edge of death and stripped literally all the skin off of his back. So what you would see on his back were simply his ribs, his bones, and his organs. And it, it, the scripture that says, by his scourging we are healed, means not only are we healed spiritually, that is by his blood he cleanses us from our sins, but we are also healed physically, that is, what we went after today was purchased by the blood of Jesus. But friends, we're also healed emotionally. That Jesus suffered trauma on your behalf so that your trauma can be healed. 
Jesus suffered trauma on your behalf so that your trauma can be healed. It's really significant that we understand that everybody in this world has trauma. Is that true? Turn to somebody and say, everybody has trauma. Everybody has trauma. The issue, watch this, the issue is not whether you've had trauma. You've had some kind of big T or little T trauma in your life. The issue is, does it still affect you today? Does it impact how you think? Does it impact how you make choices? Does it impact how, you, how your emotions are, are expressed in your life? And does it affect your identity? Does it affect what you think about yourself? Because, my friend, let me say this to you, that if, if your life kind of feels chaotic, if your, your thoughts and your feelings and your decisions and your identity, all kinds of, even though you may be a believer in Jesus Christ, how many of you know you can still kind of be messed up a little bit? Anybody? Anybody know that's true? I mean, I like to tell you, like to tell you today that once you come to Jesus, everything's taken care of, but it's actually a process right? It's a process of becoming more and more like Jesus. Well, what trauma does, and by the way, the word trauma literally means wound. That is, when I experience a traumatic event, my soul is wounded. Because the diagnosis PTSD or post-traumatic stress disorder has been something that's been very much a part of our society, uh, it carries with it a level of shame because people think if I'm diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder, therefore I have a mental illness or I have a mental disorder. But the reality is that the Bible declares that when we experience trauma and it still affects us, it is not a mental disorder, it is a soul injury. That is, your soul has been wounded by the things that have happened to you. What that means is that it affects the way you think. That is, you, you carry, as Corley was so beautifully describing it, you carry traumatic images and memories in your brain that when your senses, your five senses, your seeing, smelling, tasting, touching, hearing, are triggered, you immediately go back to that moment where you were traumatized. So something you see can, can do that. I mean, for military veterans, one of the most difficult days on the entire calendar is the 4th of July. Why is the 4th of July so difficult for military veterans? Because of fireworks, you know, and all that noise that happens. So you, something you can feel when, when you have known sexual violation in your life or you've been sexually abused, for somebody to touch you, uh, even on on a different part of your body, it can actually trigger a memory of when you were sexually violated. Uh, these are all part of what happens when your soul has been injured by trauma. As a matter of fact, when David writes in Psalm 34, 17 through 19, he, he makes this declaration that we may not make a refrigerator verse. How many of you know what a refrigerator verse is? You put it on your refrigerator. But it says... Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. God is near to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. So the word brokenhearted in the Hebrew literally means to have a shattered soul. 
That is, your soul is in pieces. And while we can come and have faith in Jesus Christ so that his spirit resides within us, the reality is that many of us are still seeking to get our souls put back together again. There is a process of healing that comes by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, here's the good news. This is exactly what Jesus came for. In Isaiah chapter 61, the, the prophet Isaiah gives a prophecy about the Messiah, Jesus, that was to come. And this is what it says about him. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor, to the afflicted, to the traumatized, to the victimized, and to the marginalized. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to declare liberty to the captives, and freedom to the prisoners, to declare the year of jubilee, the day of favor of our God, and to declare the vengeance of God, to comfort all those who mourn in Zion, giving them a garland of beauty for a head full of ashes, the oil of joy and gladness for sorrow and mourning, the garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness and fainting, that they would be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Now watch this. He says, I've come to bring the good news that those that need it most... Richard said, all those that had needs today. So if you have a need, you qualify for the good news. And the very first sign and wonder that the good news is present is that he's come to heal your shattered soul. Because, see, we can have a financial need. We can have a family need. We can have a relationship need. We can have a job need. There's lots of needs that we can have. But until this need is healed and satisfied, no matter how many needs you get met, it will not satisfy what you desperately need to actually walk in wholeness, the kind of dream that God has always planned for you. The term shalom, say the word shalom. shalom. We know that it means, we, we use it as a term to mean peace, but the reality is it's a much broader word than peace. The word shalom actually means wholeness. That is, when I speak shalom over Sal and Giuliani here, I'm saying it is a blessing for you to walk in wholeness in every single area of your life, in your relationship with God, in your bodies, in your finances, in your family, in your business, in every area that you would walk in shalom or wholeness. So to walk in the shalom that Jesus brought to us means that our shattered souls are put back together again for the glory of God. Now, I want to show, guys, I have a video back there uh, that's uh, re recently we did a Global Awakening conference at uh, Andrew Womack's place in Colorado. And this is a man who received was walking in a lot of unhealed trauma, what he called post-traumatic stress, because of something that happened with one of his children when they were first first alive. So if we can show that video, do that right now. Uh, my healing is not something you can see physically, but I have been diagnosed with PTSD, and I've had it for five years and three months, and I, I almost lost my son when he was one and a half years old. And those traumatic images stuck with me. And every time he had a 
a sneeze or a cough, I would check his forehead. My sleep became shallow. I didn't sleep good for five years. I was hypersensitive. I hated who I have become. I did not love myself. And I came to this conference this week. Now, the healing happened Wednesday, but I'm still living the healing now. Um, I got a revelation that God loved me even when I hated myself. And, and that he was faithful to me when I wasn't faithful to him. Well, I went up to my Cutchings because I went to a bookstore. I didn't know him a month and a half ago. I said, do you have any books on PTSD? I said, we only have one. I said, I'll take it. I don't care who it's by. And I read it, and I was depressed that day. And it changed me that day. I said, I got to keep reading. Two weeks later, I heard he was coming here. And I said, this is not a coincidence. God set me up. I, Amen. I fought this for five years and three months. In that time, I laughed. I laughed <laughs> like four times. <laughs> I haven't laughed more than four times in five years. <laughs> and not only that, I went up to Mike's Hutchings and I said, hey, I want you to be my point of contact. I went to his website, I listened to his blogs, I listened to the testimonies of the vets that got healed because I thought PTSD was incurable. I thought this was a new me. I thought I was scarred, I was mad, I was angry, and I was going to have to deal with it. I saw the testimonies, then I saw his teachings. So I got my expectations up. And I said, Wednesday's the night. I told my wife, I tried Christian counseling. I, I couldn't sleep for five years. Wednesday's going to be my night. My coach is going to be there. I know God's going to go through him. And I'm going to cross the finish line. I'm going to be done. 100% done. And I came up here, and he laid his hand on the right side of my head. And I felt heat going through the right side of my brain. Now, I'm not a psychologist, and I don't know where the memories are stored, but I'm pretty sure maybe that was it. <laughs> but I felt heat because those memories just got burned up. And that heat came, and I felt the heat going to my ear and to the back of my head. And I fell down on the floor. And I stayed there, and it was like I had a warm pillow. And I just left, I just, I just, I was laying on it. And I said, Holy Spirit, I don't want to leave. They got to close, but I don't want to leave. And he told me so gently, because my emotions, when you have PTSD, they yell at you so loudly. And you forget how small, but still voices, voices. And he told me, you're taking me with you. I never leave you, nor forsake you. And I went home, and I slept, because when you have PTSD, you sleep, but you don't sleep. Like I said, any, any slightest noise, I would get up in a panic, my heart racing. So I would be sleep deprived. I would be so tired, I'd go to bed like at 7 or 8. And I thought it was just old age. I'm only 37. <laughs> I would kid around like that. But, but it was serious. And the last three nights, the last three nights, I have slept so soundly and so deep. So I am still feeling the healing today. I'm not 80%. I'm 100%. I can laugh. I can sleep. I can laugh. I can sleep. I can smile. <laughs> I think he got free. You think? You think? Come on, Dr. Mike. When he said, I thought I had to live with a new me. Many of you have never experienced the true dream of God for who you really are because you've bought the lie that you have to live with all the torment of your life. You see, there's something that, that took place when you were first traumatized. There was a demonic spirit of trauma that came to you in that moment. 
and began to assign, assign meaning to that trauma and began to assign a new identity to you. The meaning was this. First was shame. That the bad things that have happened to you are because there's something bad about you. Therefore, that's why my life has so much trauma. The second meaning was guilt. And that is, I'm, I'm guilty. I must have done something wrong because that's why God is punishing me with all this trauma. One of the reasons for some of you why it's hard to be here today because you actually believe the lie of the spirit of trauma that God is the author of your trauma. And why would God traumatize me so bad if he says he loves me? Can I say to you that's a complete lie in Jesus' name? God is a loving father. If, if, if we did to our children what God was, is accused of doing to his children, we'd be put in jail for child abuse. I'm saying to you, God is not the author of your trauma, but you keep thinking, okay, God, what did I do that you punished me so bad? He didn't punish you. It's part of the plan of the powers of darkness to steal, to kill, and to destroy the dream that God has always created you for, in Jesus' name. The third thing is guilt, is condemnation. And condemnation says, you're hopeless, you'll never change. You know, pastors, I was sitting just for a moment in the pastor's lounge, and I was looking at your core values. I don't know of any other church, I'm serious about this, that I travel to that has one of their core values as restoring hope. Because you see, people who carry lots of trauma, they are hopeless. That's what condemnation feels like. Condemnation feels like, I'm hopeless, I'll never change. But God's word says... That's what we, we always say, but God's word says. Say that with me. Now I'm going to say it over you. There's therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, for the law of the spirit of life has set you free from the law of sin and death. So what we do here is as we ask Holy Spirit to bring healing to our souls, he also brings healing to our minds so that, as Corley beautifully described, that the traumatic images and memories, some that are very present, some that we may not even know, get healed. That is, literally, they dry up and die in Jesus' name so that you are no longer carrying the weight of those memories in your mind any longer in Jesus' name. Secondly, we pray over your body that has been afflicted with chronic nerve pain and fibromyalgia and inflammation and autoimmune diseases and other things simply because of the weight of the trauma that you've been carrying and the stress of that, of that weight that actually messes up your hormones and causes cortisol and all the other hormones to get all messed up. That's scientific fact. That's not, that's not necessarily spiritual principles. But I'm saying to you in Jesus' name, no matter what your trauma has been, no matter how much you're tormented, there is healing and there is freedom and there is release by the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. And I want to say this I, I, the, uh, the Holy Spirit keeps telling me i got to say this. So I'm going to say this. Right now, you in New York City are in the midst of a wave of new immigrants that are coming into the city. Whether you want them here or not, they're coming. They're here. And I believe that, that what they're coming with is the kind of trauma that's unspeakable what's happened to them in the midst of their journey. Horrible 
unspeakable trauma that's taken place to men, women, and children. And is there a people that are willing to be an army of heart healers and chain breakers that will minister to these immigrants and bring healing from their trauma so that they can step into the fullness of the freedom that is theirs in Jesus' name? Now, here's the other piece I'm going to tell you because the Lord, since first service, has been telling me, you got to tell these people. There's a whole legion of people who are buying into the lie that their mental illness will be fixed if they change their gender through surgery. And I'm telling you that what the statistics are proving that those who do that actually end up in worse shape mentally than they were before, that they become more suicidal, more depressed, more panic attacks, more anxiety. And I'm saying to you in Jesus' name, there are many churches that will not minister to that group of people because they feel like that they've ruined their lives. Well, I'm telling you, Jesus restores all things. And is there a group of people in New York City that will minister to that population who've become hopeless because of the decisions that they've made? And will you be a part of healing the trauma that, yes, their own decisions made, but they bought a lie? How many of you understand what I'm talking about here? You see, we need to understand something. That the reality is so many people who are addicted to so many things, they're addicted because they've been trying to heal the pain that they've been carrying. So whether it's drugs, alcohol, sex, gambling, pornography, work, whatever it is, God wants to bring healing to them so that the addictions no longer have a hook in their soul, so that they can walk away from addictions by the power of Jesus, healing their trauma in Jesus' name. Could I have an agreement in the room? So as we end this time together, what God did for Abdel, what God did for Corey, he wants to do for you. That you're not disqualified because of the decisions that you've made because of what you consider to be a lack of unbelief or doubt in God, or no matter how severe or horrific trauma. Listen, you haven't dealt with trauma like I dealt with in Ukraine, where I dealt with people who saw their families tortured by soldiers. You haven't seen that kind of, maybe you have, I don't know. But I'm saying to you, there is no trauma that Jesus doesn't heal. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to look at me. I want you to keep your eyes open. Everybody smile at me. (laughs) There is another lie that people who carry severe trauma, and that is I don't ever want to go there because it's too painful. I want to keep it stuffed down. And in our American society, we tell a lot of people, don't talk about it. As, As Bill said, don't talk about it. It's shameful to talk about. Or we say, eventually, I'll get over it. Well, I want to tell you, that's one of the greatest lies that are told people who carry trauma. So I just want you to look at me. I'm going to pray for you right now in Jesus' name. So Holy Spirit, just come in power right now. Not only in this room, but also those that are watching online. In Jesus' name, you're part of this prayer as well. Keep your eyes open. We're not going to close our eyes in prayer right now, okay? We're going to keep our eyes open. In Jesus' name, let the fire of God, his presence come in power in the name of Jesus. By the power of the blood of Jesus Christ, I declare over you that if you've welcomed Jesus Christ into your life, 
if you've been if you've asked for forgiveness of sins and you've walked away from them, then you are completely forgiven in Jesus' name. There is nothing between you and Father God. His love is present here with you and for you in the name of Jesus. And by the power of the blood of Jesus, put your hand right here. I speak healing to your soul. In the name of Jesus, I speak to the pieces of your soul that have been shattered by the trauma of your life. And by the power of the blood of Jesus Christ, I speak healing to your mind. I speak healing to the thoughts that trouble you and plague you. I command in the name of Jesus, healing to every lobe of your brain to be healed and restored right now in Jesus' name. I speak healing to your will that you will begin to make decisions by the wisdom of God and not by your emotions or by how you particularly feel at this moment in Jesus' name. I speak healing to your, to your emotions. And I declare in Jesus' name that your negative emotions will no longer rule over your life. The manic that many of you suffer because of bipolar symptoms, all of that manic, um, manic behavior is being healed right now in Jesus' name. And you're going to stay, you're going to walk in stability of your emotions in Jesus' name. And finally, I speak healing to your identity. I break the power of any lie about who you are being defined by your trauma. And in the name of Jesus, say this over me. So just say this real quick. Because of Jesus, I am no longer defined by what has happened to me, by what I've done, by what others have done to me, by my family, or what I've witnessed. Because of Jesus, I am defined by who my Father calls me. He calls me His beloved child in whom He is well pleased. Now take the same hand and put it right back here. Fire of God come right now. Fire of God come. In the name of Jesus, I speak healing over every traumatic image and memory. In the name of Jesus, I command those traumatic images and memories to dry up and die right now in Jesus' name. And for this portion of your brain to be completely healed, I break the power of concussive injuries in Jesus' name and any traumatic brain injury in Jesus' name. And I speak healing to this portion of your brain that it be rewired back to pre-trauma configuration in Jesus' name. I speak to your memory center to be completely completely restored, that you begin to not only have your short-term memory back, where you can remember where you put your keys, your car, and your phone, and people's names, but that you begin to remember the good things about your life, and not just be reminded of the bad things any longer, in Jesus' name. I also speak to your sleep center, and I say, according to, Pro according to Proverbs 3.24, because you walk in covenant with God, you shall no longer lie down in fear, but it is your Father's inheritance to you to give you sweet sleep beginning tonight in Jesus' name. You will no longer be tormented in your sleep, but you will be free to sleep all night in the name of Jesus. Now put your hand right back here again. In Jesus' name, I speak to any trauma that you carry in your body. 
And I command for those of you that were sexually violated or abused, I command the trauma that is in your reproductive system and in your genitalia to leave now in Jesus' name. And I sever the soul tie between you and any person that sexually violated you or abused you in any way so that you are no longer defined and no longer connected to your abusers in the name of Jesus. I command any injury that came through your trauma that you still carry in your muscle memory to be released in Jesus' name. I command all of the muscle memory from the top of your head to the sole of your feet to be released of trauma right now in Jesus' name that you will no longer experience pain, that fibromyalgia and chronic nerve pain would end in Jesus' name, that every autoimmune disease that is connected to your trauma would be healed in Jesus' name and by the power of the blood of Jesus Christ I speak specific healing to cardio and pulmonary issues including high blood pressure to come down right now in Jesus name so that you walk in the shalom of God in every system of your body in the name of Jesus now one last prayer that I'm going to lead you through Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. I, ask I ask you to come and fill every area of my body and my mind that trauma occupied. Fill me with your love, your joy, your peace, and your power. I receive your shalom and I expect to walk in the dream that you've always had for me. I reject every work of the powers of darkness I close the door to listening to them anymore. When they try to talk to me, I'm going to say, not today, Satan. I'm going to declare my freedom in Jesus' name. Somebody give thanks to God, will you? Hallelujah. Thanks, guys. We hope you enjoyed the message. You can also follow us on Instagram at LifeCenterNYC or YouTube at LifeCenterChurchNYC.